0: Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project Podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commission sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us, feel free to join us and you can go to www.briankmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right, I'm gonna do my best to introduce this guy. His name is Aaron. Uh, by the way, you just gotta just say, to let, say the letter A and then put run behind it and it's Aaron. Now, that's how they say it in Nashville. And uh, anyway, I've met this guy. Um, a quick story, 2015, I was setting some goals for the year. I had two goals, two of the goals that I wrote down. Find a mentor and find a small, and, and, and find a group, find a small group. And uh, I was looking to be able to connect with some people and I knew I needed to level up. I'd kind of, my business was successful, but I felt like I had more in the tank. So, I wrote those things down. Now, that was in January of 2015. Now, I kept reviewing those goals and it was getting into the fourth quarter and I'm listening to a podcast. And I hear this guy named Aaron Walker speaking and talking about the value of relationships, which he's going to talk about today. I reached out to Big A and just kind of had a conversation with him and I knew immediately when he told me that you don't want to be the guy coming home with a pocket full of money and a house full of strangers, I knew I was in. So Big A has had a profound impact on me personally and I'm so happy that he's here today to share his story with us. But um, Aaron is, uh, is the author of this book right here. You guys can see this view from the top. He's a successful business owner. Um, he's got an amazing entrepreneurial story. story. Uh, Went to work I believe at the age of 13. Uh, As soon as he graduated college within a couple months, I think he borrowed like $150,000 to open up his first store for a location that he would later sell to a Fortune 500 company. But he's successful in business. He's uh, been a serial entrepreneur. Um, He's got an amazing marriage. Been married for I believe 38 years Big A, you'll be able to correct us on that one to his wife Robin. Um, He's got some great kids. He's just a wonderful mentor. So fortunately, I picked up the phone and called him and had a conversation with him and I've been in, involved in one of his mastermind groups uh, and he's my a coach. He's a mentor for me. He's a personal friend and I'm just going to turn it over and let him take it from here because I am so excited to hear his message today. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Aaron Walker and we're going to do this awkward transition. So I'm going <laughs> to stop sharing so Don can get big A over here and he can share his, uh, his, share his story.
1: Well, hey Brian, thank you so much. Listen, first of all, we're going to have fun today. I love to have fun at everything I do. Uh, He got most of it right. I didn't go to college. I was 18 years old when I started my first business. I did borrow 150 thousand dollars, and in the seventies, that was a lot of money. It's a lot of money today, but then it was exceptionally a lot. Brian, you almost got the marriage right. Robin and I just celebrated 40 year anniversary last month. We took off to Charleston for two weeks, and we had a great time. We got married two weeks out of high school. I look back now and I think about that as like, I would die if I was to think that I had to do that over again. But the truth is I wouldn't do it any other way. Robin is my strongest advocate. She's always been there to support me. And man, what a journey it's been. I feel like I've been so blessed to live the life that I've gotten to live. The things that I'm going to say today is not boastful or egotistical in any way, but I'm just going to share the abundance that God has just opened the floodgates and poured out on me. He's just given me so many opportunities and I just feel so blessed to be able to have lived the life I've lived. Now, I've had my downside, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had plenty failures. We've had so many places that we could have done better. But the thing that I learned early on in my career is how important relationships are. You know, my dad was a very relational person. He was a terrible business person. I mean, we went bankrupt when I was eight years old. We lost the house that he paid $6,500 for. Moved in with my cousins and I'm like, man, I don't even know what's going on, but this is not fun living in my cousin's bedroom and not having our own place. And I didn't understand exactly what was going on. But I think that gave me a lot of grit and determination and perseverance to really go out there and go for it. And I did. So at 18, opened my first business, sold it to a Fortune 500 when I was 27 years old. And that was a scary time, but I knew that I had to really go for it. Well, what I learned was how valuable relationships are. I mean, they're everything. And I titled today's talk, Isolation is the Enemy to Excellence. And it happens to be the title to my new book that I'm writing right now. And I so believe in this that I'm allocating a two-year period of time to write a book on this very important topic. And that's relationships. I mean, look around this room. I know that you can't get together in person right now. And I hate it, man. I'm a relational person. I love to hug people and shake their hand and sit down and have a meal with them. And I love people. I do, I love people and I love to get together. And this COVID thing is killing me. And I know it's killing a lot of y'all also. Hold on, we're almost there. We're gonna get through this thing. Y'all will be back soon in St. Louis around the tables, hugging each other and loving on each other. But one of the things that I wanna ask you today, now listen, stop doing Facebook, get off your telephone, get your notepad. I'm gonna give you some actionable steps. And I know that's what you're doing right now. You're multitasking. Now you need to pay attention because I'm gonna talk to you about something that could radically change your life personally and professionally. And it's called relationships. And I hear all the time from people, man, I don't have time to do that. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. What do you mean you don't have time? It's the most important asset that you've got. I mean, relationships trump everything. There's nothing you could be doing that's more important than building those relationships. Well, I want to fast forward a little bit from the time I sold that business, and I'm not going to take you down my story. Now, if you want to hear it, get on a podcast, you can hear it. What I'm here today to talk about is how you can build relationships like I've built relationships, and I'm even going to give you some tactical approaches that you can do this. Some of them are going to seem elementary to you, but I think a lot of them, if you think about it, you're going to be, like, man, back to the basics, those things really work, and they've worked for me. We've built 14 successful companies over the past 42 years using these tactics. Well, the question I want to ask you today, and you can think about this for a minute, and later you could answer it, who are your trusted advisors? And years ago, Dave Ramsey and I've been best friends since the early 90s. Dave invited me to be his sponsor on his radio show. And I didn't want to do it. I'm just like, dude, nobody's ever even heard of you. We don't even know who Dave Ramsey is. He said, I'll give you a free week. Just try me. So I did and fell in love with what he was doing. Spent 21 consecutive years sponsoring his show. And I saw him at a Mercy Me concert a couple of years after that. And he said, hey, I want you to join my mastermind. And I said, I don't even know what a mastermind is. I've never even heard of a mastermind. He said, come to my office next week. And he said, I'll introduce you to the other 10 guys that I've invited to be a member. And I think you'll love it. Well, first of all, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Dave's hardcore. He's going to get me outside of my comfort zone. He's going to press me like he does everything. You know, he's up in your face, you know, about everything. And I said, I don't want to deal with that. And then I thought about it and I said, well, it's a pretty good gig advertising on a show. My business is growing like none other. I said, I might ought to go. So I went and for the first three months, I sat in the corner, not literally, but it was like I was a fly on the wall. And then these guys started opening up and they started sharing about problems with Sharon, his wife and his children, Daniel and Rachel. And I'm like, and then Dan Miller started sharing, saying, man, I'm having all these troubles with this and that. And I'm like, they got the same issues I do. I mean, if you think about it, I thought all these guys had it together, but they're just as messed up as I am. And I started sharing and sharing ideas that I had and they started giving me insight. And then all of a sudden what I discovered was is that now I have unbiased, trustworthy relationships that have no skin in the game. They don't have any reason to tell me anything other than the truth. And up until that point, this is a couple of decades ago, up until that point, I didn't have that. I was my own man. I was like, hey, I can figure this out. I'm a successful guy. Sold a company when I was 27 years old, was able to retire. I got all this figured out. Well, I wanna tell you that mindset got me in trouble because when you don't have anybody to account to, and you've got plenty money, and you don't have anything to do. It's a recipe for disaster. My mom used to say when I was a kid, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing more true than that. We need people around us on a regular basis. We need those unbiased, trustworthy relationships that can take us to the next level. And then I thought, well, how often are we going to meet? And Dave said, we're going to meet every week. And I said, (laughs) It's a 45-minute drive from Hendersonville to Franklin. That's a long time. We meet for an hour and a half. It's 45 minutes out here. We're going to stand around and talk for 20 minutes or go to breakfast after the meeting. Then I got to drive 45 minutes back home. I said, I'm going to burn up the better part of the day or at least half of it. He said, do you want to grow or not? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I want to grow. I'm scared to say anything. Sure, I want to grow. And he goes, well, you need to be here. So I showed up. We did that for 12 years. It's like you couldn't get an appointment with me on Wednesdays if your life depended on it from 6 in the morning to 10.30 because I was in personal development. And so we met every single week. Well, I've met every week in a mastermind group and trusted advisors for 21 consecutive years now. And I wouldn't have it any other way because it's changed my life. Well, I wanted somebody that could recognize my superpowers. So I'm like, hey, I need some affirmation here. I need people to recognize who I am as an individual. And they did. They would say, Big A, you're talented in encouragement. You're talented XYZ. And we want to further propel you. We want to edify you. But they said, it's not only the encouragement of the superpowers you have, you got some blind spots. And I'm like, uh oh, (laughs) this is going to be bad. I could just tell the way they said that. And they said, you're arrogant. You're egotistical. You like believe your own press clippings. And I'm like, man, this is stinging. Like this hurts. And they were going, well, you got to grow. And I was like, well, crap, you just hit me with a baseball bat. What do you expect me to say? And they're like, hey, you can be better. But see, without relationships, without unbiased, trusted advisors, we're never going to grow because nobody has earned the right to spend time with you to tell you that you're arrogant and egotistical. Alan Lindsay's one of my best friends for almost 45 years now. And he called me to lunch one day and he said, I got to talk to you about a matter. I said, okay, we ate lunch together all the time. He said, I heard you tell a guy at church the other day that you've been all over South America fishing. I said, I have. He said, no, you haven't. You're a liar. You've been down there twice. And you need to let the facts be the facts. You need to say, I've been to South America twice. Well, see, I wanted that guy to think I was a big deal. Well, that was a blind spot. He was like, you gotta let your words be truthful and you gotta tell the truth. Then you gotta think, hey, who's holding me accountable to achieve my goals each and every week? Who's walking with me? And I want you to ask yourself that right now. Like you've got all these goals and dreams. Who's asking you about that every single week? Because I'll tell you the way technology is now, things change like in 30 days. And people say, well, I meet with that guy once a quarter. Once a quarter, my whole life can transform in once a quarter. I need people around me all the time. And I need these people that are willing to point out my superpowers and my blind spots and encourage me and walk with me on a regular basis. Then you've got to ask yourself personally, as you're listening to me today, Dang, Big A, I don't have any of that. By the way, uh, Brian said, Aaron is the pronunciation. And He's right. Anybody else that says Aaron, they don't know what they're talking about. Aaron is on the Waltons. That's Jim Bob's sister. That's who Aaron is. My name is Aaron. I changed it about 20 years ago for everybody to call me Big A. My grandson recently, he's 12 years old. Somebody asked him what my name was and he said, Big A. And they said, no, what's his name? And he said, oh, his name is Big A. And he said, no, he's got a real name. What is it? And he goes, Uh, Let me think a minute. (laughs) He goes, oh, it's Aaron. That's that's what it is. So I say it because nobody else knows how to pronounce it. But anyway, the way your mom says it, that's the way it is. My mom says Aaron, so that's my name. But we've got to have these people around us on a regular basis. And you ask yourself, I don't have those people. I don't have that kind of relationships. Like, I don't know of anybody that's ever called me out. I don't know of anybody that's ever edified my superpowers. I don't know anybody that's ever come to me privately and says, hey, you're lying. That is not true what you said. Or I don't have anybody that says, hey man, you seem pretty arrogant and egotistical and you're always talking about yourself and you're like, I don't want anybody like that. Listen, if you wanna live an amazing life, You've gotta have people that are trusted advisors around you to say these hard things because other people see you differently than you see yourself. I invite constructive criticism. You're like, big guy, you've lost your mind. I write letters to people and I say, how do you see me in these 10 categories? And when I get the answers back, usually it's nothing like I thought it was gonna be. See, people see you differently and I wanna get better. I don't know about you, but we only got one go through. This is it. This is not like practice. This is our life and we've got to live it to its fullest. Don't you want to do that? I brought home a C one time and my mom goes, you can't bring home a C. And I'm like, mom, that's average. And she said, yeah, I know that's just as close to the bottom as is the top. And if you want to live a fulfilling life, you've got to be above average in everything that you do. Well, that's what relationships have allowed me to do. Well, I want to talk to you about how you show others that you're interested in them. And the number one way it's spelt T-I-M-E. You're like, yeah, big A, I know that. Well, if you know it, why aren't you doing it more? I mean, you say that you're close to your friends, and then they ask you, why do we never see each other? Well, the truth is, is they're not that important. And you're like, boy, that's dog big. Well, it's the truth because our actions are speaking loudly about what's important to us. And if you say my good friend, my best friend for life and all this kind of stuff, and he lives in the same town or some of these members that are in this group right now, hey, we're tight, we're good, but we never spend any time together. It's just not true. Just say to yourself, that's just, I wish it were, but it's not. We devote time to the people we love. Regardless of what we say, we're going to make time to do the things that are important. A good friend of mine's dad got on to him not long ago, and he said, you never go see your grandmother. He said, Nana's important to me. He said, you're lying. Nana's not important to you. Nana lives a mile from here, and if she was important to you, you would go see Nana. And so you need to go see Nana if she's really important. Same way you tell your wife, you know, hey, I love you. Well, you never tell me. My dad told my mom that when they got married. He said, if I ever change my mind, I'll tell you, but just know I love you. Well, that doesn't go over well in our marriages and it's not gonna go over well in your families either or in your friendships. I wonder what your friends think of you when they only hear from you when you want something. And the phone call goes like this. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. Well, listen, man, I'm just checking on you. Well, that's good. Hey, while I've got you, let me ask you a question. And Brian goes, now, now I know why he called. Like he wants to borrow my chainsaw. That's the only reason that he called me. I want to encourage you not to do that. I want to encourage you later, I'm gonna give you some tips on how to do that. Second of all, always take the blame and never take the credit. And you're like, man, that's hard to do. Yes, it is hard to do, but you need to man up and woman up or whatever the case may be. You need to go, hey, I own that. I'll take that. It's going to be this way. But I want to exalt you. I want to give you the credit for all the good stuff. I want you to point back to others. This is how you nurture these great relationships. The other thing is, is we don't listen well, just to be honest with you. Bob Warren was my mentor for two decades, and I'd meet with him regularly. He lived in Hardin, Kentucky, little town of 500 people in uh, uh, mid-Kentucky, and I would go up and spend time with him. He'd come to Nashville, stay at my house. He was my hero. I love this guy, and he told me that one of the biggest things that we need to work on more is listening, our listening skills. He said, what we do is multitask. That's why I got onto you a while ago because I knew this was coming. We need to pay attention. Most of the time, here's what happens though, is you're thinking about what you're about to say. And people know it, they just too polite to say anything. What we need to do is pay attention. I practice this at restaurants and I'll go to restaurants and potential clients or just some of my friends. And they'll go, Big A, you're a good listener. And I say, it's hard. It is so hard because I intentionally sit and look at you in the eye and all these distractions are going on. You've been with the person before that they're only interested in everybody else in the restaurant, who's coming in the door, who has seen you in there. That's what you're interested in. I want to encourage you to try this exercise. Go to the restaurant with your friend, put your cell phone in the glove box of the car before you go in there, I touched another nerve. Don't take it in with you and allocate that hour of importance to your friend. Lock eyes with that person. Do not be distracted by the peripheral things. The waitress walks by, let her walk by. She's doing her job. Other people walk by. Bob Warren, you could be talking to him and the room could blow up around him and he would not know it because he was interested in you. You know what? It told me that he valued me. It told me that what I was saying was important. I want to ask you, when was the last time that you really went out of your way to help your friend? Like, just think for a second, I'm not going to call on people because it would be embarrassing. But when is the last time that you like, hey, this was tough. This cost me something financial. This was a difficult time. I'm busy. I get so tired of hearing professionals say, I'm busy. I'm busy. Praise God that you're busy. It's a good thing that you're busy. You should be going, praise the Lord. I'm busy. How else can I serve you better? You say, what's not convenient. Well, tell me when there's a convenient time to serve other people well. There's not. I could fill my calendar up every single day with things. We gotta do things when it's not convenient because then we know we really care about that person. So I wanna encourage you today to think about if they're really a good friend, you're gonna go out of your way to do something nice for them. You're gonna help them. It doesn't matter if it's convenient or not because your actions are speaking what's really important. The other thing that I wanna ask you is, are you willing to invest in long-term relationships? Man, it takes work, it's harder and crap. I mean, it is so much work and that's the reason most people don't do it. It gets dirty, it gets time-consuming, it gets emotionally draining. I go home sometimes and I'm just like, ah, what am I gonna do? I just wanna lay here in bed, just curl up in the fetal position because that conversation I had today with Charlie or Alan or Doug or Billy, suck the life out of me. But you know what? He needed it. And next time it may be his time that he can need for you, right? You're just putting in what you need to do. So you've got to look at your relationships as long term. And I want to encourage you to quit looking at relationships as next week, next month, what can I get out of it? Listen, I've got friends now 30 and 40 years that we still get together on a weekly basis and have dinner or have lunch or we travel together. It's hard. Am I busy? Yes, I got a million other things to do. But you know what? I can fill up this office space with friends that will come to me in time of need because I've poured energy for decades into those people. And I want you to be able to do the same thing. So you've got to look at these relationships for A long-term, I got to take a drink. I'm about to choke on myself here. My mouth gets dry. My wife said, you need to shut up and not talk so much. Your mouth wouldn't get so dry. I want to give you some practical applications that you can do to build relationships. Now is when you're going to need that ink pen and you're going to need a piece of paper and you're going to go, I already do this, I already know this, but maybe I'll give you one thing that you don't do. I want you to call people this week very intentionally and not ask for a thing. You're like, I don't have time to do that. I want you to make time for it. I don't care if you got time for it or not. Put it in your schedule. Listen, I literally put these things in my schedule to do daily. It's not like every now and then, like, no, I do this stuff intentionally, and I'm not saying this stuff to brag or to boast. Don't hear me wrong, right? I'm not up here bragging to you today. I'm telling you things that I've been doing for decades that work. I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what product you're selling, what service you're selling. These things are the act of humanity, and they work because we're dealing with people, People are making all these decisions, whether they buy your product, engage with you, whatever it is, it's people that we're dealing with. And I want the call to go something like this. Hey, Susan, how's it going? Good. How's Tommy? Good. Your children? Good. What about this COVID thing, man? Y'all working through it? Just go on asking questions. How you been? What can I do for you? They're waiting for the question. Every single person you call is waiting for the question. They know that there's coming a question. Don't ask the question. You do not want to ask for anything. Okay, just checking on you. Just wanted to see if I could help you in any way. You're going to hang up the phone and they're going to go, they really cared about me. They weren't wanting to borrow an egg or my chainsaw or any, like this is so refreshing. It makes an indelible impression. I do that almost invariably daily for decades. Just call people, they're in my Rolodex and I just go through and call them. Hadn't talked to you in a few weeks, wanted to check on you, anything I can do for you. How can I help you? You know what happens? And I never do these things with the wrong motive in mind, but intellectually, you can't help but know that these things work, right? Not in a bad way, but just being kind, just being gentle, just being nice and forthcoming, but it works and the natural reciprocity is, what can I do for you? How can I help you? We do that on podcast all the time. It's like we're referring people all the time. It's just the right thing to do. The other thing, when you call people, I want you to let their story be their story. And you're like, what do you mean by that? Well, let me give you a prime example. Recently, there was a buddy of mine that I haven't seen in a little while. And I said, hey, let me show you a deer that Owen killed in my backyard. Big 11 point buck. It was about 160 class deer. I said, man, he was so excited. I showed him a picture of it. Before I got it out of my mouth, he pulled his phone out. And he said, let me show you the deer that my grandson killed. You're not gonna believe this. He just completely annihilated my story. He cut my legs out from under me. You know what he said to me? What you're saying is not important. Listen, you don't have to match people. You don't have to, listen, people all the time, I'll say, hey man, Robin and I are gonna get to go to Vietnam. Oh man, when I was there, let me tell you what I saw. It's like, what they just said was is, oh yeah, I've been there too, it's not important. That's what you're saying to people. You don't have to tell your story. You just feel like that you need to say, I've been there, I've done that, it's a beautiful place. Here's what you need to say. When did you go to Vietnam? Was it beautiful there? How did you get there? How long did it take? What did you do? How was the food? You know what that person is saying to me now? They care. But they, the guy showed the picture of my grandson's deer. What he should have said, did he get excited? How old is he? How far was the deer when he shot him? What did you do with the deer? Did you get it mounted? Did he tell his other friends? What did you do with the picture? See now all of a sudden, all these people feel important. Because the other way, you're just trying to match them. You're just trying to one up them. The other thing that you need to do regularly, again, we do this every single day. Send an email or a text message to people and just say, hey man, thanks for being you. You're like, what? I did this yesterday to Alan Lindsay. 45 year relationship. I just text him. I said, man, I just want you to know how important you are to me. I just want to tell you thank you and I love you and thank you for always being there for me. And for guys, that feels weird sometimes. Listen, it's not weird is showing appreciation for people that are in your life. You just thank people. And when you think about somebody, stop a minute and call them, text them, send them an email, do something else. If you really wanna get their attention, do a one minute video encouragement, maybe a prayer request or an appreciation. They've said something that they need in their life, you just pick up your phone I walk on the greenway people tease me all the time about big A coming to you live from the greenway well when I'm not walk I mean when I'm not doing those videos you know what I'm doing I'm doing more videos cuz I'm still walking and I've got an hour out there and I'll just throw the phone up and I'll go hey Billy, I just want to thank you, man, for showing up strong in that mastermind group. Or, hey, Tommy, thank you for coming over and helping me with my yard. Or whatever it is, a little 15-second, 30-second video, and I'm still walking, I'm still doing what I'm doing, and I hit send, and they get that, and they go, I've never had a video encouragement from anybody, and you took the time. It's so easy to do. I feel guilty sometimes because of all the thank yous that I get for doing that. I'd much rather do that than I had send an email because, you know, I'm from the South, and so I can't hardly talk, and I can't write. And so the video is easier. It's personable. They see me smiling and I'm pointing at the camera and I'm laughing. They feel, they feel me right? When I do that, and you just take for granted sometimes. I know some of you said, I hate myself on video. Well, get over it. Well, that's just ridiculous. Other people don't think that. You're the one that's thinking that, not other people, right? Listen to me. The first time I heard myself do an interview, I laid in the loft of our house and put my hands over my ears going, Robin, please tell me that's not me. This is a joke. I mean, listen to me. Listen, God made me this way. It's just the way I am. I have to embrace it. I'm bald headed. I don't have beautiful hair like some of you. It's just who I am. You've got to embrace that. I want you to be a connector. I want you to be the person that's like watching. Like, who can I connect this person to or that person to? I want you to be the connector, right? You're here to connect. Make it easy for everybody. Be a connector. You know, be a gift giver. Proverbs 18, 16 says, giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. Well, if God said it in his word, I'm like, dude, this must work. Like give gifts. We do that with our trash person, the mail person. I'm always giving gifts. The guy that cuts my yard, I'm out there giving cookies or brownies or candy bars, whatever it is. I'm out there all the time giving. You couldn't find a weed in my yard with a search warrant because these guys love me they would pick up a dead body at my trash can wrapped in a sheet because I'm always giving them gifts. I'm always thanking them. I'm asking them their name. How's your family? We give them Christmas things and money for Christmas and the postman. The people that do our dry cleaning, we're always trying to give a gift to people. Listen, I gave John Lee Dumas a $700 picture and you're like, big A, I don't have that kind of money. Well, listen, the first time I was on the show, I gave you a $700 picture. It says, you know, uh, the, the, part, the, uh, the part that he most likes about catching on fire. And he called me and he said, my mom wants to hang this in her house. I'm the only person, not to brag, but I'm the only person that's been on Entrepreneur on Fire five times. What do you think that gift did for me? It cost me $700. They get a 1,400,000 downloads a month. I wonder how much per person. I've, I filled up my coaching business as a result of being on that show. Okay, don't be a tightwad. Give gifts. John Rulin was introduced to me through this group. Nick Najar introduced me to John Rulon and that's a great book by the way you need to read it what about an old-fashioned thank you card man we keep a stack of them on our desk we're constantly writing them you know last week I wrote three thank you cards one to William Barr the U.S. Attorney General President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence you're like why did you do that because I'm thanking them for what they're doing I ain't getting into politics here we're not talking about politics but whoever it is write the thank you cards they work I've got every thank you card that's ever been given to me I had them papered on my break room wall, and it's just amazing what that can do for you. Show a lot of empathy. That's kind of the ace in the hole. Go at people with a different approach. If hardcore don't work, show empathy. People wanna know how much you care about them. And then I want you to promote a colleague's product or service prior to them asking for it. It's okay to do things when they ask for it, but they expect it. But when you get behind the camera and you promote a product, I did that for Michael Stelzner and uh, all these guys that run these big companies. I like, this is a good place, you need to go. Well, they started calling me saying, would you come and speak? They wouldn't have done that had I not been promoting them first. People ask me all the time, would you introduce me to Dave Ramsey? No. I'm not introducing you to Dave Ramsey. You got to do the legwork. You got to do your promotion. You got to do the heavy lifting. You've got to do that stuff, right? And now once you've done that, now maybe let's talk about meeting some of these people. But we got to do our part. I want you to go to people in time of need. Come to their rescue during a challenging time. You will make an impression on them that nothing else will. When people are in in the ditch, you need to be the rescuer. And then... I want you to make a point to elevate your peers in front of their superior. People that your colleagues, I want you to do that. Public affirmation is something that we need more of. It's something that we didn't get as children. And it is so powerful when you affirm other people. We would spend half a day at Dave Ramsey's Lake House, and we would affirm one another. And at first, it was like, get this off me. This feels funny. But then when those guys look at you and go, because you said this, because you challenged me in this, I'm a better person today. I'm excelling in my relationships today because you affirm me. You saw something in me that nobody else saw in me. And the public affirmation goes a long way, whether it's with waitresses, your colleagues, your peers, take yourself out of it and elevate the other people that you're around. And you watch what happens to your life. Your life will be amazing as a result of that. And I wanna encourage you to do that. We did that recently with a guy at one of our live events. Tears running down his face because this guy privately had paid for two mastermind members to be there that were gonna have to get out because they didn't have the money today, a year later, they're excelling in business because this guy stepped up to the plate. You know what? I wanted 150 other people to know this guy stepped up to the plate and he's made their life better as a result of it. So I'm just asking you today, do you have trusted advisors? Do you have people that you can do life with like this? It's a challenge today for us to think about who our tribe is. Relationships are huge. Don't let isolation be the enemy to excellence. Get yourself around people, get those trusted advisors and go out there and make a difference in your life. Thank y'all very much for having me today.
0: Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project Podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, That's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implemented it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note. Take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com. www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event scheduled there, and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter, and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.